Welcome, Fabian. We're live. How's your connection? Is it solid? Well, it looks pretty solid. Do I sound pretty good? Yeah, you sound bloody fantastic. Awesome. Hey, um, well, I just made the account and we joked about this because we always wanted to do a podcast, but I've named it the 4D podcast. Perfect, man. Fourth dimension. Nice. Um, that's that's the kind that's the kind of level of uh of consciousness we're going to reach. Our listeners are going to reach after listening to this show. <laughs> They'll be tra- transcended from the third to the fourth dimension. They're they're either going to go from like third to fourth or third to second. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. two steps forward, one back. Hey, um, I was going to say, um. ASL, mate. ASL, question mark. All right. So my name's Fabian. I'm male and I'm uh, 33 years old and I live in a van in Australia uh, down the... My hobbies include long walks on the beach. (laughs) What about you, mate? My, Tell my, a about I'm, it. I'm uh, very similar. My age is 33. My sex is, yes, please. No, I mean male. Um, that was a joke from, what was that movie? Um, Austin Powers. Yeah, anyway. Uh, location, oh, also in a van. I'm in towards the north of Australia. Well, more north than what Fabian is. I'm in Byron Bay in a caravan park. Park next to some retired folk. So, what are you doing up there? Uh, Repeat, sorry. What are you doing while you're up there? I swear that just dropped out. Can you repeat that? What are you doing while you're up there? Yeah, good question. Um, Well, I'll just tell you about my day. I basically (laughs) woke up. A little bit later than I would have liked, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And then from there, I went on a bit of a run. And then my, I, I came, I got my morning coffee. Need your morning coffee. I got, All right, I need your morning coffee. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, got back to my van and I realised that uh, I'd actually been... Uh, in an unfortunate situation because I was uh, bogged. <laughs> so, yeah, it rained a lot overnight. Oh, really? And um, I was bogged and I went and told the staff and the, the guy kind of cracked it and he goes, well, I, I can't pull you out. All I've got is a golf cart. I was like, well, that's a lot of help, isn't it? And then a guy wearing an RM Williams hat in his 70s, bloody godsend, came over and he goes, I've got a four-wheel drive and a rope. I'll pull you out. So... A few fellas got got pretty excited. It was uh, about three fellas over here in their sixties and seventies, um, all getting pretty excited about towing someone out of a, a very small uh, bogging. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what? Though? It's those guys, those blokes in the uh, in the RM Williams hats who are the ones. Yeah, that are exactly. Like the, it was actually that guy's job to to help me out you know like i'm a guest here at the caravan park and all he could say was you know what he actually said he goes when are you leaving and i said oh 
uh, next. I think I'm I'm here till next Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, I'm, mate. He goes, well, well, don't do that again. I said, oh well, mate, I didn't really plan to, to be honest. Like, <laughs> and then that's when those guys showed up, and just the the attitude difference between the two. It was like here's one guy getting paid, and he's like yeah. just being a prick. And then here's a couple of fellas on holiday. Maybe that had something to do with it. Or they're retired, probably. And they're like, yeah, we'll help you out, champ. Right, Actually cool. offered, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, he's, um, <clears throat> that bloke who who works at the caravan site, he probably puts up with a lot of <laughs> people getting paid. That's funny, actually, because <laughs> have, have, I asked him that and he's like, no, nope, never happened around here. I said, well, why haven't you got the ditch bloody fenced off or something, you know? All the <laughs> bloody water ran in the drain that night and straight under my van. <laughs> Let's put it this way, man. No, that's true. And you know, the, the funny thing was he was like, um, he goes, oh, I'll chuck a few, um, I'll chuck a few bits of timber underneath it. And I was just thinking, well, I've been bogged before, mate, and that's not going to work. And then he was adamant, like he, he wouldn't like say, I said, I'm not going to try that because it's not going to work. I've got some guys who are going to help me. They've got a tow rope. He kind of cracked it and walked off. He's probably a bit jealous that. Yeah, I think he, I know, yeah, he was know. just a bit of one of those bad mood sort of people. It was funny, actually, the other night he, he walked past my van and I was had had the back doors open. <laughs> And it was, I don't know, it must have been 11.30. It was probably, I think it was a Saturday or a, a Sunday night. And he and he walks past and he goes, like, in this real condescending, like, almost like he was pissed off at me. He goes, aren't you going to bed tonight, mate? <laughs> I was thinking, what's it your business, mate? I'm not an eight-year-old kid and it's not a night before school. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, mate. Yeah. It might just be socially awkward. Ah. Yeah. So you're up in you're up in Byron Bay and you you're like you're, yeah, you're man. a free spirit in the van and you got your own you got your own your business that you Fuck, it's booming at the moment. It's a it's a pretty wild time. I actually hired two new staff members this week, which is not that common. Um, okay, so for those listening, my business is design and manufacturing. So I have uh, three or four now lighting companies. And our focus is art galleries, so um, the ability to create a product and then sell it to artists and art curators to illuminate artworks. That's that's really interesting because I get to meet and uh, interact with a lot of cool different people who are, you know, open-minded and um, yeah. see a lot of cool artwork, which I've been introduced to. So that's that's interesting. And then the other side of it is fashion. Um, so lighting for fashion and then I've got, you know, a couple of little side projects where I'm trying to create my own underwear label as well. So that's kind of it in a nutshell, but it's, it's all sort of started to, uh, grow a lot lately. So it's, it's pretty cool. So when did you, you start this whole, uh, or when did you realize you wanted to start? Um, I, you know, it's an interesting question and I, I can actually pinpoint the, the point in time that I that I knew because um, I, I think I think a lot of people out there probably have like a uh, an idea of their own that they're like oh you know I want to 
I want to start that. And I guess seeing someone else's story like you, they can maybe use that. Yeah, well, I would, I would hope that it, thing. you know, that it would inspire people because like when I saw other people who had started their own business, that inspired me to, to start my own. But to to answer the question of when I wanted to start my own business, I was young when I decided like I was like eight or seven you know, I was, yeah, I was super young and I, oh, really? I remember my oldest cousin had just finished year 12 and he said, I said to him, what are you going to do now you finish school? Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know, like get a job or I'm, I'm not sure. I said, why don't you start your own company? Isn't a Nike t-shirt just a tick on a shirt? <laughs> and I guess I was thinking about it from a pretty young age, but then when I actually thought about it more and more um, was probably more in my teenage years when I started selling uh, headbands out of my locker at school. Like, so did you, have you always wanted to, I don't know, like if it, yeah, probably, probably more the inventive side, but I, I actually had a customer recently who, who did his PhD in um, creativity Um. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, so this guy's actually, no, he's more, he's an actual doctor in this shit. Um, And he, he he said to me, he goes, you're a rare case because you have creativity, but then you also have the entrepreneurial side very often. And I see this with my sort of clients in the art world. They're amazing artists, but they don't know how to sell it or they don't know how to promote it. So he said having um, both sides well-balanced is kind of what can can make business work. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's also a skill. I'll let you continue your story, but I think that there is – that's a skill that you can learn. And I reckon, I reckon like we could probably either if we have time talk about it in this episode or maybe some future episodes, but like a skill that it's almost balancing the hemispheres of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about that, don't they? Like the left brain being very linear and um, following like a a step-by-step sort of calculated and then the right, the right being the right being creative but then i've also heard that meditation um actually uh i forget the name the part of the brain it's not the hypothalamus it's something else maybe connects the left and the right um during meditation and and so maybe that also has something to do with it because i've like you know been pretty into meditation over the years but um yeah Mm. I guess like creativity kind of comes from a place within you that uh, it's like intuitive, <clears throat> in, intuition. Right? It's like you you have a feeling and then you go on that feeling. That's kind of what I. Yeah, think yeah. Anyway. It's and when and when you're medit- meditating, it's like you uh, you become aware. Creativity of those is definitely a feeling, isn't it? It's like it's not really a thought. In, it's not like a yeah yeah it's kind of like yeah that's right yeah it's definitely more emotional like it has a, a certain charge behind it type thing mm. and there's like there's like different levels of of different 
stages for me anyway of, of creativity is like some that I get in and I know that I'm still a bit logical and I'm still like creating but logically with a backing of logical behind it. But then Yeah, like tell us about state. that. Like if, if, um, you're, if you're feeling flow state, A, like how do you feel it? Is there a process to get into it? And then B, like give us an example of like when you're in flow state. Well, for me, I produce music, electronic music on the computer. And it's like in this making music, there's a lot of logical stuff, but you also have to be creative as well. It's like, all right, well, to get that musical musical idea down, that's a creative process. But then to mix it all and master it all and layer everything, then that is a logical process. So you're constantly bouncing between creativity. So I, I have to split it up, consciously split it up and go, okay, now is creative time and I'll do as long uh, of a stint in creative mode as I can because once those, those creative juices stop flowing, and they will naturally, um, I'll jump into logical mode and then I'll just fluff about in logical Right, mode. yeah, so no, that's, that's some creative. pretty good self-awareness there and do you think that a big part of that is about being self-aware like i mean i think if you ask are they bouncing between logical um or creative stuff most people may not be able to tell you um yeah i guess like a lot of people they don't know their limits and they don't know what works best for them i'm sure there's people out there which can bounce bounce between creative and logic a lot faster than I can. That's just the only reason I know that works for me. Is because yeah, it's kind of an art, isn't it? Being able to bounce between something that's that's very sort of calculated yeah. and uh, uh, what's the word like methodical, and you know something that's yeah. that's like almost impulsive. I feel that I feel like creativity for me is like impulsive. It's an impulse. Um, mm. And the cool, the cool thing about flow state for me is once I'm in it, I don't really, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even aware I'm in it. It's like I'm in it and I'm consumed by that flow. Yeah. State. I've, I've, that's, that's yeah. The cool thing about it and me, do you, if you're in the flow state, do you go, all right, like, let's say you sit down to like start doing like some editing which is very sort of uh number crunching or 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 quite sequential in its in its um way that it unfolds like and you're bursting with energy for wanting to do something that's uh creative will you just be like nah i'm in way too much of a creative mood i feel like like feel like (laughs) um putting down a beat you know or 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 creating music like when you, you do you just shift uh, yeah, like, like. So you're saying if I'm doing something logical and I, then I feel like doing something creative. Um, not necessarily. Creative. Like, let's say you were putting together, for example, like your daily schedule, and you were like, "Oh, I know that I really have to do these edits," and you were like, "All right, I've I've got to, you know, yeah. master the music or whatever, and 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 tune it all or whatever." I mean, I don't speak the language, but something like that, right? Um, and it's on your to-do list and you're like, I, I know I really need to do it, but 
you're bursting with energy of creativity will you sit down for like five minutes try and do like the editing in a very linear manner or will you just be like nah i'm like in such a mood to create music right now so i'm going to jump across to it probably it, it depends on the situation and the urgency of the situation but if i'm if there's no like um nothing pushing me to do those logical things i'll do a creativity any day because i think the creative once you're feeling inspired and creative that's less like you can be logic any day man you could you could do that shit any day you know like do do all your your paperwork or whatever that's piece piss but the creative stuff is like when inspiration like good inspiration hits i think you have to take that by the horns and ride with it as long as you possibly can and then it'll kind of fades out doesn't it yeah i've heard musicians say that there's like this like they almost call it like the glory zone and like you you know when you're in it and you're like shit i better get to the recording booth because this might only last an hour (laughs) yeah that's it there's like full flow states like full full moments when you're in it and you don't even know you're just that in it you know and then there's like there's other times where it's like you feel this energy that's like oh fuck i've got a lot of energy a lot of momentum let's keep this momentum going so you like you just try and lay down as much as you can of this track or whatever you're working on before that energy subsides yeah that's it i mean i'm facing that that sort of issue at the moment because i'll have a lot of creativity Um, but my business is so stacked where I'm literally having to write customers emails and write them invoices, which I'm very happy and appreciative for because, you know, it it allows me to live this life and earn money and all these things. And it's great. But while I'm doing it for eight to 10 hours a day, it's quite boring. Um, and it's quite logical Mm -hmm. and I want to, I want to be like, fuck, I I want to develop this product. I want to like you know, get inventive. So now I'm, I'm hiring more staff to take over those sort of calculated tasks. And then I can jump into the more creative stuff, which is like producing videos and like writing scripts for things and manufacturing products and thinking about the vision. So it's like more the art side of the business, if that makes sense. Fun, fun stuff, man, isn't it? Like that's, that's, all the fun it's party time all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's like, there's obviously a lot of satisfaction. Like you got to feel pretty satisfied with, I guess, starting a business and then building it up to where it's at now because it's a very successful. Yeah, business. I mean, it's it's it is like it's and it's you, it's hard to sort of like yeah, uh, see that sometimes because it it happens very gradually. Um, but yeah, when you look back in hindsight, yeah, like if I look back to to when I first started, it's like, whoa, shit! Like so much has happened. Um, but you don't you don't really see that day to day because it's like you know you just live every day of your life. You your head hits the pillow, you wake up, you do your thing, and you don't really notice as much. But I mean, I, when I was cleaning out um, an old storage container, I found like my very first business plan had like what my vision was and uh, my old logo and like just the way I was thinking back then. And and then I really realized I was like, holy shit, (laughs) 
things have come a long way um so that sort of that sort of yeah, gave it that perspective that but hey um you're you're sort of stepping on the the business journey at the moment of like tell us a bit about that because you you were a carpenter for many years right yeah i was a carpenter and and uh i was, I was a carpenter for 13 years but basically over that whole time i was i was um producing music in my bedroom at home while trying to produce music but I was kind of like, uh, do a, do a couple of days on, then have like a month off, and I'll just like fluff about, you know, never take it seriously. But it was a passion. Um, and then I went traveling for a year. I come back into Australia, and I got back into carpentry, and I'm like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like waking up in the morning, and I'm not wanting to go to work. And then I'm like, you have to because you need money, so go to work the same thing same routine same job hard on the body and it was just wearing me down and basically i couldn't get my mind off it was yeah it was making me feel depressed yeah basically and then i'm like i'm like you know what what like what am i going to do about this i'm like i can't go on like this forever i'm like all right what what's your passion music okay and then i just sat down with a pen and paper and I brainstormed ideas how I could potentially start a business with music. Um, and then I'm like, all right, I need to keep my costs as low as possible while I'm starting a new business. How about I build a van, live in a van? That way my um, costs are at a minimum and then I can um, work on this business for a much longer time. Yeah, well, that, work that's always it, business. isn't it too? Like, so, I mean, when you're starting a business... You, you're putting a lot of time and, and money and effort into it. So your resources are kind of limited. And if you've got a house, like, I mean, That's we it. both live in our motorhomes. My new listeners, Fabian built both of ours. He built mine. Although I do claim that I painted the whole thing um, and, and was a very shit <laughs> tradesman, um, assistant tradesman, but we won't go into that. Um, you know, but we both own our no, homes no, outright. We don't pay rent. So, you know, it's it's one of those That's things right. that really yeah. helps you out when you're starting a business if you're not paying any rent. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's it. It's like it's got solar, and mine runs off gas. Yours doesn't even yours use gas. Yours yeah. uses all solar. So basically, the only things that you need to uh, I need to buy are like gas, which ends up being like nothing anyway. Uh, diesel. And then your insurance. Yeah, basically the running costs are the insurance of the vehicle, your registration. So it's like a couple of grand, like two, two and a half grand a year, which is which is pretty good because, mm. I mean, how long does it take someone to like pay off a house? If you think about, because I did the maths, I, I was going to buy a house because I had enough money saved up for a deposit. And then I looked at it and I was like, if I pay off, like the minimum or even more than the minimum, um, it's going to take me 25 years. And then like, I, I kind of saw through it and I was like, wait a minute. If, if I have a van, I can, I can park trap. wherever I want. If I want to be in Byron Bay, I can. If I want to live in, if I want to live in the that's city of Sydney, right. I can. Um, and you can change. Yeah. The freedom is incredible. And, and you meet people because you park places 
and then you, you open the van up people walk yeah, past yeah. they come and talk to you or you go and talk to them so it it keeps you very uh keeps you very you connected home, like yeah. that human connection thing is is for sure a big part of of living in a van yeah i haven't really got to experience all of that yet which i will soon hopefully but my main focus right now is just to get this business up and running and then once I'm in more of a position like yours where I am, I have got more money, I have got more time and, and freedom, yeah. I guess. We always need, like if then, you're starting something, um, you need that intensive period, don't you, where it's just like you pretty much do that 8 to 12 hours a day for X amount of years to get good. That's it, yeah. So it's like I'm trying to build my skills, build a business and find clients really. So in a, in a nutshell, it's like, I want to teach people how to produce electronic music and a couple of ways to do that are obviously in person in in like tutoring like i'll teach you or teach someone can do it over skype or i can create courses for them to pay yeah that's good yeah i mean a lot like a lot of people um call this uh lifestyle design or you also hear terms of people saying digital nomad i mean i don't really subscribe to to any of them but i I guess the underlying philosophy or principle is that you can work uh, location independent. So if you can. That's right. Especially for something like, like this, that was, and that what you said then location independent was. a, ma- a Yeah. I think anyone, I anyone should, anyone, if anyone's starting online. a business, if you can, which today with the internet, you definitely can set it up so that you can be location oh. independent, meaning if you're waiting at an airport, you can be emailing customers. Or if you're overseas in Spain, you can be yeah. calling them, even though it might be at midnight to match 9 a.m. Australian time or, or whatever. But um, to, in today's age, like that, that should you, be the focus, like lifestyle first, then money. But I feel that like growing up, we're taught get a job that pays good and don't even give a fuck about your happiness. That's kind of what society tells us. Uh, so so backwards man so backwards and like once the hard part is once you're trapped once you're a cog in the in the machine it's so hard to get out and and well i I definitely think that's the case because like it's a bit of a cycle if, if you think about um what a house loan is if if you if you get a home loan and this is not like disregarding anyone who gets a home loan because I think good on you. It's a, it's a massive commitment. Um, and if you can commit to that, then fucking good on you. Um, but in my eyes, uh, a home loan, like if I'm only making a hundred grand a year and I have to pay off a home for the next like 25 years, I really have to stay in that one town or city for my the rest of that time like you're kind of locked into it because you've got this home loan you have to pay for and you have to live somewhere um you know so it's a bit it's a bit of a trap in that sense but again it depends on what lifestyle you want to live yeah that's right and people love that lifestyle and that's great man like if you love it do it it's whatever whatever makes you happy then by all means do it and um yeah, so now I'm just working to get that location uh, to be location independent. But at the moment, I've got students that are uh, I'm I'm actually teaching at their house, just some kids. So 
that's great for now because it's bringing me some form of income. And I'm hoping in time I can transfer them and just yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think that's to, that's the start of any business too, isn't it? It's like you take it, you take any business that you can get. <laughs> I remember when I first started, I would like door knock. I would I would cold call people. I would do emails. I would do um, physical mail. I would do whatever. And I was just like I was trying to do business or get experience with anyone possible which is definitely the right thing to do when you first start i think it's later on that you have more choice and you can start you know like for example today a a lady on the phone she's like well we heard these ones are better and i just like i knew then and there that i was so willing to just not even continue to to talk with her about the deal because i understood this type of customer is not the type of customer that i was looking for um, and I, I think you start to get that yeah. choice the more and more evolved or the bigger your organization grows. Yeah, that's it. Like, oh, oh, I'll take anything. <laughs> I'll take anyone. <laughs> you, you, lady by the bar. Anyone. <laughs> price. Half price. <laughs> Actually, I'll throw a free one in there for you. <laughs> so, like, your journey but that's what it's like man at the start it's like you basically you do anything you you do anything yeah. that's in your niche and then that person speaks to someone else then you might get another thing and then over time it grows and you have you know it might take five years but after that you've got a, a successful business Go so on, i want to ask you a question simon if you for our listeners Mate, they're going to be listening back to this like, (laughs) do you remember their first podcast? Here it is. Ten years later when we're bloody Joe Rogan hashtag two. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm going to ask you is um, for anyone who wants to start their own business and kind of, and he's kind of having doubt. Okay, so um, I would say that continue with the doubt because it never goes away um but so just know that that's probably always going to be there somewhat um but my my best bit of advice would be start like what they call a side hustle quote unquote so if you are currently working in a job um start to write down your goals get a little nice booklet that you write all your goals down or all your notes um, and then when you're not working, be that the weekends after your nine to five, whatever it is, keep writing inside that book what your plans are and start like taking action. So if you, even if you just worked like an hour each night after work, um, you know, on your business, after a year, you might actually be able to just leave. Uh, I think a lot of people make mistakes and they go, I'm going to quit everything and they've got nothing to step into. They haven't even like started. Um, yeah. It's it's a dangerous way to do it. I mean, yeah. you see people who um, yeah. put their house on the market and buy a franchise to open a whatever, I don't know, a, some sort of franchise, you know, and it's just like you're, you're stepping into it. Like it's such a risk. But I think if you can gradually do it, Get a website. A website's very important. Get a social media handle and start having a conversation with your audience. Ask them questions. Say, yep. um, 
you know, whatever niche that it is, ask them, you know, okay, I want to become an interior designer. So you go and ask them, what sort of designs do you like? Um, what sort of problems do you see with current designers? You know, try and find where you fit into the market and start start working on that. A big mistake I made was mm. thinking I knew what the market wanted, which somewhat you do have to be like that when you're inventing products like me because um, you're kind of telling them what they need. But um, I should have shown them prototypes first and then said, hey, how can this be improved? blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I mean, that's sort of my two cents on it. I could probably talk about it all day, but, yeah, that'd be, like, my main advice. And like like you said, uh, like, um, don't go quit your, your job and then go on all in for it, you know. And on the, on the same token, like, if it's a side hustle that you got going on, it's going to be a slow process. Like, I'm only getting started, man, and I've had moments of doubt of going, oh, yeah. is this going to work? Am I doing this for nothing and it's like it will work but it's just a matter of time and i think the problem with a lot of people is they get impatient and they get scared and then they end up giving up before yeah and 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 people who who are like getting a uh, like I, i would say it's a good sign if you if you're getting scared because um and the reason like I would say that it's a, it's a good sign is because you're stepping into the unknown enough to, to doubt yourself. And I reckon that's important. If you, if, if you're not doubting yourself, then you're probably not stepping into the fear enough. You're probably not stepping outside your comfort zone enough. Like if you're feeling the fear um, or the doubt, it's, it's actually a good sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The doubt, the doubt is good, but as long as it doesn't change distract you from your goal for sure yeah you got to balance it you can't you can't be so doubtful that it stops your motivation but um yeah (laughs) yeah because like what when you die like when you die you well for me it's like if i'm on my deathbed and i go oh i'm oh man like you know what at least i had a, (laughs) a steady job my whole life or i go you know what? At least I tried to start my own business in something that I love, even if it doesn't succeed. Great, you know, make like billions of dollars or whatever. I'd be happy dying. Yeah, well, that's you know it. What, like, I mean, it's, it, I don't think your success can be measured by how much money you make. It, it, it really should be measured by that's how it. happy you are and like how you affect people's lives with it. You know, so like you making music, who knows? Like, you could train someone in music and they go off and have a fucking real talent for it and become this like super successful musician or they um i don't know start teaching uh, underprivileged children about music like it could go in any direction and that i guess that's the thing because like i always hear people say they go oh do it but i don't know where to start but i just think that's like a defense mechanism because like no one knows at the start how you're going to do it. If they did, it would be no risk. You just go and do it. Um, so I just think, you know, you start it, yeah, that's it and that's why like making a website's cool because you get to the about us section yeah. and you're like, all right, I have to say what this is about. And people just throw something up there, not knowing what it is, but like that's basically the explainer of what the business is. And then that can grow from there. So yeah. 
that would be another bit of advice because I, I often really hear that a lot. Oh, I wouldn't know where to start, but yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and you're right though, like it all it all does um Yeah, mate. Um which is a good segue to um can you name three things at the moment that you are working on or do on a on the daily to work towards your happiness? Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, what what do you do? You asking me. Um there's there's actually quite a lot of things that I do. I, I actually I try and base almost every action in my life now around my happiness, which is great compared to what it used to be. But there's a, a few things Give give us a that, give us some um, examples like in comparison. So like what let like a decision that you used to make compared that would make you unhappy compared to like now what you would do like to sort of like tell the listeners at home uh <laughs> well before i was uh, yeah i was <laughs> i was just like a uh just like an ordinary dude man that liked drinking like partying didn't really have goals or ambitions um geez what a loser as much as i do now <laughs> i didn't uh, <laughs> uh, Nah, that's that's growing up, mate. That's Normal. that's a lot of people. Um, but now I've like I've learned a lot about myself, I guess, and I learned what my limits and stuff are. And now I know that if I have a bender on the piss drinking, I'm gonna be like so unproductive for a week. So I won't. I won't. I'll, try I'll just jump in there. Mate. If anyone from um, America is and- listening in Australia on the piss doesn't mean that we we drink our own piss because I've heard that from people from the USA. It just means drinking a shit ton of beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. That's it. Yeah, so I'm not – so, yeah, yeah, thanks for picking that up, man. I don't drink the piss. Um, yeah, and then another one on that is meditating yeah. every day. So there's, there's one to two hours of meditation where – you, you dedicate that every day and that adds a lot of things like um, determination. It helps you. If you don't want to meditate, you force yourself to meditate. Well, then it makes it easier to do things you don't want to do in the future. It's like practice for it. Um, it helps with motivation. It helps with... Right. Yeah. I, with I think that the, the meditation is going to be a big subject on on the 4D podcast because it's it's for sure affected both our lives yeah. in a in a very positive way that's for that's sure how, did, how much would you say like if you were to put a percentage on it even if you can do that of your happiness how much comes down to a meditation practice oh dude i think it would be 60% yeah. 70 yeah i'd, I'd have to i'd have to agree <laughs> and i'm and i'm, I'm not I'm not saying that like before this, I was before meditation, I was unhappy, but I'm saying it's like, it's such, it's very subtle, but because you meditate, it improves everything. Yeah, I agree. And like a good experiment to do is meditate for a while and then stop for a few days and, and compare it. And then you quickly realize what's missing and you're like, fuck, yeah. it's, it's almost like a, a drug, but a, a drug that's, that's really good for you. It is, 
it like you can you can feel your clarity like starting to yeah creativity and, connectedness um, like you, you don't feel so separate from yourself and others like you feel way more connected like you know more yep. a part of this yep. this world that we live in that's floating through space which is another interesting concept <laughs> But um, but yeah. So you've you've meditated for like years and years, and you would. Um, what's your thoughts on I, it? I think it's amazing. I think that it should definitely be used as a tool. Uh, I think when I initially got into it, I I thought along the lines of I'm going to reach enlightenment. Um, but that's probably goes along with a relatively impulsive, addictive personality that I have, um, wanting to do things to the extreme. But, um, later on, I found that, you know, this is not about reaching enlightenment and being perfect. It's, it's a tool. It's like going for a run. It's like eating healthy. It's, it's a tool of a a well-rounded, um, you know, well-being self-care practice really, so um, for me, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been probably a lifesaver. To be honest, it's it's something that has assisted me with my mental health. Um, it's something that's given me the ability to concentrate because I've always had trouble with that, like a bit ADD, um, always jumping from task to task. So like, yeah, when I meditate, I can I I get in the flow. I I get creative. Um, a lot of my ideas for my business um, and where I want to head in life come from meditation sessions. So, yeah, for sure, it's um, it's the best damn drug I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually really cool. What you just said then was like a lot of your goal and direction comes from meditation. That's that's so true, man. It's like you you'll sit down there because. But the, the type of meditation that I personally do, which is vipassana, it's there's there's no intention when you sit down. It's purely to sit down there and observe your thoughts and observe your body, and that's all. But when when you're sitting there in this meditation, you have these realizations about your life, about your future, about um, your past about where you want to be, your goals, your, your desires, all this stuff pops into your yeah. mind and makes Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like you're all muddy. And then when you, when you meditate, it's like dropping a, a thing of water over your head and it clears off all the mud. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. And you don't, you don't intentionally go into the meditation to find clarity or to clean off the mud. All you do is you go there, you sit down. Yeah, it's almost like just, um, it's like maintenance in a way. You just like, you go and do it. And then, yeah, because you do hear some people and they're like, I'm going to sit down and meditate and work out everything. And if I don't, like they're really attached to the outcome of sitting down and working out A, B and C. But like like not that there's anything wrong with going in with an intention, but it's like how attached are you to finding that answer out or how attached are you to having a, a profound experience? Cause you know, we've both talked about it before and you can have some pretty uh, out there experiences when you meditate, which, you know, are, are probably better than doing drugs. So it's, it's easy to, oh, look, to sort of like, 
<laughs> religious uh, Christian boy. No, no, I would nah. never touch that, sir. Um, you know, because I've yeah. done a, a Vipassana before, which was fucking amazing. Highly recommend it to anyone. Um, and day three or four, I was like, oh, this is so good. Like the last hour and a half of sitting here were blissful. And then I'll be like, I want that again. I want that again. But it's like, fuck. Then I've completely yeah. lost myself again because I'm, I'm, I'm really wanting it. I'm craving wow. that experience. So it's a fucking good teacher, man, that old meditation. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the meditation teaches you to not crave. <laughs> well, the whole point of the meditation <laughs> is to not crave or desire things. To the, to the depth of... Yeah, while we sit here smoking <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> <sighs> kidding, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then... All right, well, hey, I reckon we've, we've done all right. It's our first podcast. We're 45 minutes in. Um, yeah, man. Hey, anyone, that, that, that just awesome. flowed quite naturally, actually. <laughs> like, we really didn't plan that at all. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should have a quick brainstorm now, what, like on air or whatever, about what we're going to talk yeah, like about that, next on air. Because It feels so yeah, official. <laughs> because, yeah, because if, someone, <laughs> cause if someone's listening, then it's like, oh, I can't right. talk well, about this next uh, week. Why don't you, have you got any, um, any ideas of, of what might be going down next week? Um, well, I guess we're both into this like very similar stuff. We're both into spirituality. Oh, like yeah. I've, I've got one. We've, we've, we've both been talking and maybe dabbling a little bit in uh, mushrooms, um, magic mushrooms. So um, we could potentially talk about <laughs> that. Um, that would be quite interesting for the viewers, I would imagine. All right. All right, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into our into our. Um, yeah. All right, listeners, if you've made it this far, bless your cotton socks, and um, I'm signing off. And yeah. Don't think too much piss. <laughs> all right, adios, amigos. <laughs> Finish uh, recording. Catch you later.